Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that gives our stories of starting and running our float centers while providing insights and tips along the way. You can find us on all the social medias at Art of the Float. Join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com, where you can leave a voicemail if you click on the gold bar on the left side of your screen. If you're interested in consulting information, we've got a lot of experience between all of us, and we've learned a lot by running running this podcast. So if you're interested in consulting, let us know. Uh, it's the uh, consulting tab on Art of the Float. And uh, if you'd like to help support the show, click on that uh, uh, products page. There's an Amazon link, and if you bookmark that, every purchase you make, whether it's float-related or not, helps fund the podcast. doesn't take any extra money out of your pockets, but it does help support the show, show so we really appreciate that. And uh, let's see here. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra Calm, in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and Lance of the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And uh, well, first of all, uh, welcome back, Lance. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing yeah. all right. How are you doing? I'm good. It's just it's just good to have you back, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear how you've been. And it's, it's amazing. We miss a week and uh, I'm it feels like a lot longer, so I'm I'm excited <laughs> to catch up with you. Yeah. I miss you. I miss you. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about Rise today. We we um, Amy and I were at Rise this weekend, and I'm excited to mm-hmm. tell everybody what was going on there. But it was definitely uh, Lance was missed by, of course, Amy and I, but also yeah. <laughs> Lance but was asked. You, yeah, yeah, Lance was asked about. But may I interject here, Dylan, that you he may. was the second person. That was asked about the first one was, is Sandra coming with the baby? And then it was, oh, is Lance coming? Yeah. But it was very close. Still a very close second. So who was that? Uh, who was asked about more? Baby. My baby? Your baby was asked about more, but only All by a right. little bit. It was always followed up by, is Lance coming? Probably Sweet. not in that high-pitched voice, though. I was going to ask who's in that voice. <laughs> yeah, who's using that tone? I don't know. Point me in their direction. Uh, let's see here. We are having a marketing planning roundtable on May 17th. I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. This is this is kind of a big one. This is really important for any any small business, but yeah, for these float centers to understand how to plan your marketing, to roll it out successfully. There is absolutely an art to it. And uh, using all the different technology and software we have today, it's, uh, it's different than uh, just a few years ago. But really, just the idea of how to plan for marketing in the first place is a really important foundation for every business. Um, rather than scrambling and getting something out there every single time, you're running low on funds or you realize it's Mother's Day, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, we're, we're going to help yep. with that. We're not going to help with, with Mother's Day because it's right afterwards. But uh, for the rest I... of the year, we're going we're gonna to help take care of you and, and uh, give you the tools to succeed. Amy, did you yeah. want to add something there? Yeah, that's the nice thing about roundtables. You know, the, there is not I mean, two hours you can't teach everything. But <laughs> the nice thing is we tell people, come with your questions as well. Mm. So we're going to roll out some tools, roll out some um, some systems. And also, d- the same time, you can bring, if you've got some issues, some things you want to mm-hmm. you want to play with, some questions, bring it on to the roundtable. That's what we're all here for. Roundtable is all about um, getting the industry's input and you've got you will have a room full of your peers and we can all work together to reach to reach your goals so yeah that, that's yeah, it's that's a, a really time. good point I, yeah. I you know when the roundtables first started we called them roundtables because it was almost more like we show up and then we crowdsource information what's what it's really evolved to is we do tons of collating of our our information tons of research and then give kind of a presentation with qas in between and well basically 
anybody can interrupt us at, at any time. And there is tons of sharing that goes on as well, but it is a very uh, well curated experience, mm -hmm. I, if I may say so myself, it, it is what it's evolved to. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to give a shout out to Float Away. Float Away is a family business. It's run as a, as a family. Colin Stanwell Smith uh, designs the products. Jenny is the managing director. Uh, they design some beautiful absolutely beautiful float tanks uh, by Toby. Uh, well, that's not true. Colin, I'm sure, is, is he's designing the products, but Toby's a gold medal designer that runs the factory now. Um, so he's, he's behind the production team there. Floataway is an expert company committed to innovation, and that's really true. Every, every iteration of their float tanks is continuing that sense of innovation. If you're interested in Floataway float tanks, including the Tranquility, Float Around, the Float Cabins, go to floataway.com and, and uh, go and tell them Art of the Float sent you. You know, before we get into our weeks, which I really am excited to catch up with you guys on, I want to say hello to our new listeners from Rise. I think uh, it was awesome to meet new people who haven't heard of the show and uh, introduce them to kind of like, hey, there's a uh, hundred hours of resources for you guys if you're if you're interested and. Uh, you know, um, whether you're starting at the beginning and hearing our story throughout, or if you're just kind of henpecking and um, getting the uh, detailed information from each uh, you know topic that you're interested in, in the moment, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. And we're going to be talking about Rise. We're going to be talking about you today. And uh, yeah, just want to say hello, welcome to the show. And uh, yeah, this is Dylan, Amy, and Lance. And uh, I'll start with uh, Amy. How's how's your week going? You know, it is, it's kind of a crazy, it's been kind of a crazy week. <laughs> I uh, most of my time was spent prepping to leave. Uh, so I was doing some self, trying to, trying to get some self care in there. Uh, mm, nice. But you know, when you leave, we had a, the rock and roll marathon happen in Nashville, which is a really huge event. So I wanted to make sure all of our marketing was in place. All of our ads were lined up and ready to go. I wanted to make sure all the supplies that, uh, you know, make sure everything was was ready to go for when we leave like supplies making sure the change bag had all the change in it making sure we had everything ordered that they needed so there weren't last minute emergencies and we left for rise a little bit early so that i could have some quiet time to work mm -hmm. on our presentation there uh which because i can't seem to get it at home you did prep on our presentation I, you know, okay, y'all, you, that was just a joke. Y'all know me. Yeah. I had everything written out and I had it in, uh, you know, bullet points and I made Mark listen to it no less than 15 times. And sadly, that is not an exaggeration. Hmm. And he didn't kill me. I, I lived to tell the tale. Huh. So that's good. Uh, and you know, it's, we, we practiced both together. Partners. The night before we both practiced in front of Mark and he, yeah. he was actually really, really positive and sweet and gave really... I think smart, critical feedback. I, I really yeah. enjoyed uh, presenting in front of him. He's good. Cool. He did not hold back with me either. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. I appreciated it. So, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Dylan, you left as well, but you, you left for a shorter time. Yeah. And Lance, this is something you can certainly chime in on because how much prep do y'all do or what all do you do when you are going to leave your leave the area are there some things that you always make sure are in place are there some do you have kind of a ritual that you do to get ready to leave your business for a while i make sure i grab my toothbrush and <laughs> i usually pack some clothes like that's that's pretty much it i had almost no like the float shop 
if, if I don't have to work a shift, it's running itself. And uh, for me, like literally, um, so I, I do photography for my martial arts school. And so they do Friday night testing. So I got home at probably nine o'clock after that and um, threw some underwear and a t-shirt in my bag and <laughs> grabbed a Ziploc bag. So in the morning I could put my toothbrush in there. And that was my amount of prep. Sorry, I don't know if you're looking for something deeper than that. You know, um, Mark and I, you know, we still are, you know, Mark's my manager for the Flow Center. Mm -hmm. So um, when the manager leaves, there needs to be a little bit more prep. I think if when Mark, like, so for example, we left for St. Louis, got back late Sunday night. I left, I'm actually, as we do this, I'm in Florida right now doing some work. And so when Mark leaves, it's a little bit more important that we, we prep things because there are only certain mm-hmm. things Mark can do. I was surprised um, that Mark was with you. I didn't realize he was coming actually because I figured somebody had to kind of man the fort, if you will. It, so that's a testament great. to where things are at. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. great when we're gone. And, and the only thing, like I said, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with who has control of the um, of the banking and that sort of thing. So since oh, right. they, since um, we don't have anyone at the shop, everybody at the shop who has control over our bank account was not there. We had to plan ahead <laughs> for like bills and that sort Got of thing, it. make Got sure it. things were paid on time. And then in marketing, I just knew that if I didn't get everything lined up, I okay. didn't want to have to focus on that. So I wanted to have everything ready to go. Cool. Nice. Um, Lance, how about you? When you leave, I know you've left for periods of time before. Yeah, um, that's not really a luxury we have very often, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. Last year, we left for the float conference, and then we just had pretty much one person manning the shops, and we basically just restrict our hours and bring it down to just two tanks that we sort of juggle around when things like that happen. But mm-hmm. it's not very often that, you know, we step away like that. We mm-hmm. pretty much have to be there to, to keep it going. We're not as fortunate as Dylan yeah. where it's running itself yet. <laughs> it's uh, most of the manpower is put in be in with Matthew and myself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just Bruce fills in some of the weekdays. So, um, there'd be a lot of prep that would have to go in place to step away. Um, and when we do, usually we close, we shut down. Um, we're going to be taking some time off for the long weekend in May and we're just closing for the three days because just, uh, it's just easier for where we're at. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. You're, you're in that space where we were about a year and a half ago. We're kind of in between and Dylan, it looks like you're past it. So I, I feel like, uh, there's hope perhaps. Yeah, and that's actually probably a good time for me to give a shout out to Emily. <laughs> Emily is <laughs> like she's our rock, you know. Like she's, and 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 we have we certainly have other employees that are absolutely solid, but I think she's the reason that we have complete confidence when we leave. And technically, Amy, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Amy, uh, Sandra was still. I might be a little tired. I might have flown a lot this weekend, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, excuse me. So. Sandra was still in town, but obviously we have her baby, so she wasn't able to like be able to get there in case of an emergency, but she was there for a text or whatever, or a phone call, but I don't think she was needed, but I just would like to give a shout out to Emily just because, uh, again, she's our rock, and when we used to go on vacation before, which is extremely rare, but when we would leave town or what have you, it used to be really stressful. We would kind of micromanage things beforehand. We check in perhaps way too much. It was a bit of a stressful thing even to go on vacation, which is not how it should be. Um, and yeah, this time <laughs> I didn't even think about, you know, how the shop is going to run, which man, and hopefully, hopefully things, you know, continue in that direction for all of us. Uh, but yeah, what a, what a wonderful place to be with our business, you know? Lance, 
How you doing? I haven't seen have, we haven't seen you in weeks. How are you doing? Yeah, it's been it's been a couple of weeks. It hasn't been multiple of weeks. I think it's yeah. just been a couple, but oh, just I'm doing a couple. okay. <laughs> uh, lots of work. I've just been go go go. Like you've heard me say over and over and over again in these podcasts, I'm still uh, getting ready to like sell my house, and mm-hmm. uh, that the that seems to be a lot of work when you know you've been put in the same place for so many years and built mm. a life and now I'm trying to downsize exponentially almost to uh, move to the next place. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of work and um, we're doing a lot of sort of planning how we're going to work around this construction that's coming up at the float shack here. Mm. Um, like I mentioned past, they are ripping up our road in front right. of us to replace a right. water line. Um, and that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not looking good for a month and a half. They say it's going to be about six weeks of construction, but that's if everything goes on plan. There's no <laughs> rain that shuts it down. There's no, you know, oh. nothing goes wrong. So right. Dang, um, that's hard to plan for. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I think they, they're digging about 12 to 15 feet down to replace the water line, and then they're putting a new water line in, and they have to pack everything down. So it's the vibrating compactors. Um, which, you know, I don't care how well you isolate it when your business is shaking and they tell you you can't have things on the wall, people are going to feel that in the float tanks. So um, we're trying to figure out a way to work around that. Uh, Matthew is going to be talking to the city. Um, We've talked to our insurance companies to try and get business interruption insurance, Um, but that's not really deeming out too well because in there, deep in those insurance documents, some of those wordings get pretty specific. So, um, yeah, we might have a very interesting um, couple months coming up. How are they going to deal with your water? um, Well, our water, they're um, putting us on, they've, already ran these like two inch lines to our buildings um so it's basically just hoses that are above ground while they disconnect everything we're ran from a, a distribution sort of spot way up the road but they say they say it won't affect uh what we're doing but when you look at these two and a half inch lines and that's running to all these buildings i don't know how we're going to maintain flow rates. I think two inch lines max at 56 gallons a minute. And if we're running showers and washer and dryers all at the same time, um, you really don't want people to, to lose water pressure when people are showering, because, um, if you lose too much water pressure, you're going to have less flow, um, which it's going to take longer for people to shower (laughs) or they're going to be leaving salty. And, uh, yeah, we just have to make sure that we're not losing pressure to the point that um, people are in there for 20 minutes trying to get everything off their body because it's trickling out. But um, we'll see. You know, <laughs> we yeah, we don't know what's in store. I'll keep you guys updated as uh, as the the road rumbles. Right. <laughs> Lance, you'll correct me on what this thing is called, but the uh, the pillar thing that pounds into the ground and creates holes. Uh, um, a lot of those are like pile, like for the pylons. Pile, pilings, not pylons. pylons. pilings. <laughs> that's, that's why you correct me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, the float shop went through that for quite some time with them making tons of noise doing the p- pilings 
and uh, and then even even since then, some of their construction has been really loud and, and disturbs our disturbed our floats. And to be honest, it's it's had a negative impact on our customer experiences, mm-hmm. e- even when we've tried to work around it. And I mean, in the end, we we still have our business. You know, sometimes it's a free float or what have you. But just just like everything, you, you get through it. Oh yeah, but this um, I've, I've mentioned this in the past as well too. But I'm this isn't our first go round. We've been construction right. all around us. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, since we've opened up, and this is just like the another hit. And it's come to the point where they're like, this is all happening about fifteen feet away, twenty feet away from our, you know, our balcony. So they're going to be shutting down our road, parking like barricades on the roads. So everyone has to, you know, park way behind us and walk around so we have to make signage to direct mm. people and all these little things that are you know they just add up to you know the overall experience that they're going to be sure. having at our, our float studio during this this time that we cannot um we cannot prevent it it's out of our control so obviously yeah. the, the only thing i hope is that a year from now we're talking about this and you know, I mean, they're doing all this because you're in a prime location for a building city, like a, a location where it's going to be super hip and a, a destination location. So hopefully, you know, a year or so from now, we're looking back and like, Phew, yeah, that was rough. But man, was it worth it in being part of this location? I yeah, hope. That's, I hope. That, that was sort of the gamble we took when we mm-hmm. ori- originally got our location is we seen the, the future projections for the area and. Um, our area is going to be the new downtown. So that's very exciting. But in the meantime, there's a bit of uh, consequences to that. Right. So. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I, um, but besides going to the, to rise this weekend, um, I have been kind of, you know, maybe it's because of, of consulting and like just working with so many new float centers, but I'm feeling a little bit of the rust on the float shop and, um, we've, we've definitely been, you know, trying to, trying to make sure float shop is up to snuff and, uh, we've done a really good job with the new float room and soundproofing and all that stuff. But, uh, there are certain things that are just not awesome. There's a, the door to our infinity float room is it's the same original door from 1904 and recently the handle went out. So it only stays shut if you use the deadbolt and, you know, we have the sealant around the edge to make it, to make it, um, air light sealed really for the, for the soundproofing and light. Yeah. And basically it's just like, it's just looking funky at this point. And I realize we, we got to throw out these doors. I love the aesthetic. It's super cool, but we just can't work with them anymore. We, we need to throw some cash at it. We need to get a nice soundproof door in there and have somebody hang it properly and, and just be done with this. And we actually had our employee meeting this weekend, and that actually got cheers, which means this has gone on too long. You know, that's, that's a bad sign. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm just, just kind of feeling, I guess, maybe the age. It's weird to be in such a new industry. Maybe, maybe that's actually why it feels aged, because innovation happens so quickly. Everything's being iterated on so quickly in this industry that um, the float shop is feeling a little bit dated, and in my opinion, in, in some ways, of just like, there's professional, um, and by all means, like we're in 1904, building funky is okay. Like it, everything doesn't have to be pristine and sterile looking, um, but uh, like, or just everything white and you, you know what I'm saying. But uh, at the same time, like just things need to look quality and legit. And so I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to putting attention on that uh, just, just so I can feel good about how things are at the shop, even if our clients aren't even noticing, honestly, like. 
that's uh, this one's kind of for me and apparently our employees because <laughs> it's uh, it's been rough for them yeah Lance, were you going to say something? Yeah, was, we've, we we talked about that in the past. There's a lot of maintenance and upkeep right. that comes with running a float center. And mm-hmm. those little things that, you know, we overlook and, and don't see our clients, like you said, even if our clients don't see it, I guarantee your clients do see it. <laughs> um, they just don't say anything about it. All those little things. I know me, particular, when I go into a business, I'm... When I go in anywhere, I'm, I, I like to look at the details because hmm. I like to look at the most difficult parts to paint and see if that's done right. And then I can judge the rest of the work by things like that. So I'm <laughs> one of those picky people. I know there's other people out there as oh, well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just a sign to, you know, make sure you're, you're staying on top of all of these things. Um, and trying to be preventative on them, make schedules. Yeah, and, that's the truth. Um, it's tough. It's a battle. We're coming to the same thing too, where you know we're starting to you need to fix some walls and some trim and some floor. Mm. But <laughs> it's like ah, oh, you know that can wait a little longer. But truth is, you know those do not go unnoticed as as much right. as we'd like to think they do. Yep. <laughs> well, before we jump into reflecting on rise, I just want to give a shout out to Float Helm, which has so many different things that you need to run your business, including scheduling. So uh, clients can actually book appointments with your float tanks, but uh, uh, customer management as well. Credit card payments is built into that as well. Metrics for tracking your float tanks, whether that's hydrogen peroxide, uh, salinity, everything is trackable. And uh, you can actually change the range for yourself. If you have different requirements in your city or state, you can actually change those ranges to make sure that your employees know where those should be hitting the mark rather than having that documentation somewhere else. The documentation can also be kept in Helm, so you can have your manual right there as well. And uh, staff scheduling, which uh, usually is another entity as well, is, is built right in there as well. So um, managing your timesheets and all that stuff is right there built into Helm. So it's uh, it just... It makes a lot of sense. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to check it out. All right. So let's see here. Lance was not there, as was noted earlier. We're all very upset about that. We missed him. <laughs> and uh, But Amy and I were there, and we were able to check out the first Rise uh, community gathering. And this is something that they want to make into something that occurs uh, annually. And so Amy and I just wanted to share about our weekends, kind of our, our feedback on it and what we think the, the future is going to look like with Rise. And uh, Lance, hopefully hopefully you're curious about it as well. And feel free to ask any questions uh, about it and all that and the speakers and all that stuff. But um, let's hear Amy just right off the bat. Oh, and I should also say um, that I was only there starting midway through Saturday and uh, Sunday. So Amy was there the whole time. Is that right, Amy? Yeah. Yeah, I got there. I did. I got into St. Louis Thursday, but festivities didn't start till Friday evening, but I got to join in from from the moat. And what were the Friday festivities? So on Friday, we met over at one of the hotels and at this really great little sushi bar. And really, it was just a party. We went in (laughs) and uh, sat around. It was only supposed to last till nine. I don't think I left till at least (laughs) 10. Uh, and it was still going strong when I left. I believe it. Uh, but it was really nice. And I'll tell you, this was a, you know, if, if you've been to the float conference, um, you know that it's a really big thing. I think they're expecting 900 people this year. So it's a really large group. And hmm. I never is, you know, I'm there for four days and I never get to see and talk to everybody as much as I want to. I, yeah. I feel like I'm saying hello, goodbye in order to just like, okay, got that <laughs> hug off. I can check yeah. that off my list. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just, 
what you have to do to get in to see everybody. Um, this was very, very uh, small and intimate. Not very small, but it was smaller and intimate. And I loved that on Friday night I could go in, have some drinks, and really spend some quality conversations mm. Uh, have quality conversations, long conversations, in-depth conversations with people that um, I miss and that usually it's just a quick little note here and there on social media. So uh, that was right. super nice. It was a great little location, lots of seating, um, and a nice, easy way. To, it, was an, it was a room where you could easily get around people and uh, and just enjoy the company. I met a few new people as well, mm-hmm. uh, and there was time and space for all of that. So that was a nice welcome for sure loved it awesome cool that's great great. that yeah that that's one thing that i think is true about any any float gathering not not that there are a ton but (laughs) it's just like there are speakers and it's always great to get more information or inspiration but i just feel like meeting other people in the industry is Mm -hmm. always so exciting i mean i mean you got to have both together to to feel full you know to feel like it was fulfilling but uh yeah, just just meeting well old friends and making mm-hmm. new ones is absolutely huge for me. And I know it wasn't on Friday night, but like Gloria was one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Gloria's last name? I'm sorry, I'm Morris. Morris, I thank it's you. Her married name, yeah. Uh, she, uh, you know, I know that name from Float Facilitators so well. I've seen her posts all over the place, and that was true for a few different people. Where it's like, oh. I, I actually know you now. Like I can put a little bit more personality and like there's there's a human being behind all this information, you know? That was that was really cool for me. I was really surprised how many people are really active in float facilitators and I, I didn't even know it, you know. Or I excuse me, I I didn't know they were that person until it, you know, it'd click later or mid conversation. So that was yeah. fun for me. Yeah. Uh you know, I wanna well, let's just let's just maybe just kind of go through the basics mm-hmm. of it. So Saturday was the the meat of it, I think, with all right. the speakers and everything. Right. I showed up late and basically just, I mean, I didn't want to leave my daughter. So uh, I left uh, first thing in the morning on Saturday, got got into St. Louis Saturday afternoon. And um, so that that's why I was a little late for everything, just so everybody knows. But um, what what were the speakers like at the uh, at the top there? Well, there's a lot that if you once again, if you've been to the float conference, a lot of familiar faces for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite people in the really just in the entire world, uh, Stephen Johnson opened up in the morning <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was lovely to hear him. And, you know, there's something about, I, I think the reason why everybody lets him open up every conference is because he's yeah. so, um, art, artistic in just the way he presents information. Yeah. I almost feel, and I, I told him this this weekend, it's absolute truth. I go back and listen to his talks because there's just something poetic about Everything mm. he says and everything just seems to be better and make more sense um, after I hear Stephen uh, speak. And that was a lovely way to start up. The other nice thing that was was good, and another throwback to the uh, float conference, is Lee Perry. Got oh, up nice. And spoke oh, a little shoot. Bit. Yeah, I didn't realize I missed that. Yeah. And she's just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and let me tell, oh, before we get to, before I keep going on here, yeah. let me tell you where it was located, the, the spot that the, the guys uh, chose for the conference what was city the was building. It? In what was that? What city was it? St. Louis. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh, St. Louis. So sorry. Know, so. <laughs> uh, St. Louis. So, yeah, and the other side of the country. Yeah, other side uh, of the right. country. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. It's only a four and a half hour drive for me from Nashville. So 
that was that was kind of a nice thing too. I have to admit. Yeah. Actually to add on to that, like that's mm-hmm. one crazy thing that I definitely noticed was with the float conference. It's where are you flying in from? What state are you from? What uh, what country are you from? In at in St. Louis, it was it was what state are you from? But you know, it was an hour long, six hour long drive tops. Like everybody drove in, but from a just a ton of different states and that was that felt very different to me where like everybody's flying in for the flow conference rise was everybody drove in everybody drove that's right it's apparently Nothing. out there states are jammed together i don't know <laughs> why didn't you drive lance what was your problem well, yeah lance what's up <laughs> yeah, well that's that's how it usually was matthew and i drove <laughs> yeah. three three years to the float conference 17 hours each way oh <laughs> wow. so we uh that's how we that's how we did every year at the float conference except for last year was our first time flying but nice wow that is a fair it, excuse for not driving to st louis I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that'd probably be uh probably be like a 40 hour drive yeah <laughs> I bet you're right. I don't know. I know just to get from Nashville to Las Vegas, my brother-in-law did that. I think it was 32 hours to there. Can I just say about Steven Johnson real quick? Like he's super eloquent, poetic uh, speaking, but he also is such a sweet man. And I feel like there's so little filter between him and you whenever he's Mm -hmm. speaking to somebody. And he's able to actually bring that up on stage, which is, I think, his gift of like, it's like he's speaking to you and his warmth and sweetness just... There's just nothing stopping it, filtering it from getting from him to you. And that's something I really enjoy about him and why he's easy to make friends with, you know, and really and care about. Yeah, Um, I would agree with that 100 percent. I just adore him. Uh, What I wanted to say uh, before I got too much into Saturday is Mm -hmm. let's talk about the building that it was in, Dylan. Was that not just beautiful? Yes, absolutely. And amazing. Yeah. So so they did that right. They chose the location right beautiful had to be new building right like, yeah it can't be very old um lots of spaces spread out yeah so like the overall layout for things i mean there there are vendors there everything worked out super smooth with that there's a cafeteria and uh bar area that worked out great for socializing not so big that you're not brushing shoulders every once in a while and meeting somebody new so it was just perfect and then yeah the um the speaking area also was just like the perfect size to house everybody without it feeling um, it was just like, it was comfortable in, mm-hmm. in the speaking area. So yeah, uh, su- super cool. I was utterly impressed with the location, which actually makes me want to bridge. Sorry to interrupt on the whole Saturday thing, but since we're already interrupting the, uh, the volunteers there were awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, so were they all just, uh, <laughs> no, float STL people? I, I, I think so. I think I think that's the case, and some of them I think were like are associated with employees of, but uh, okay. yeah, if if those are all employees, they're doing something right with their hiring, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, <laughs> everyone was so so nurturing. This sounds crazy, yeah. but things like we would be sitting, we'd go through the line and get our food, and uh, I'd be sitting there with a or sitting there with my glass of wine or something, and they would just come over like, "Hi there, Could, I see that you have that. Can I?" Can I go get you another glass? Now, <laughs> right. there's a whole line. You're supposed to go to line. But these people are just walking around, seeing what they could do for you. And it didn't have to just be with the food or something. It's like anything you could possibly uh, want or need, they anticipated. Like it rained, by the way. Y'all rained every single minute. I was in St. Louis. And I walked <laughs> in in the morning. And I'm like, oh, they provide a bunch of umbrellas. So you could get out oh, to your car. And they had the bags for the umbrellas. And I missed that. That's amazing. Yeah. Just those little, 
little things. They had snacks out. They made sure the water was constantly refreshed. So you always had that water. Um, but they were it, it always, was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really was. And, but that's a good point. If they could improve yeah. something, the weather would be nice. We've had yeah. record rain in Portland uh, over the last like 200 days. And so uh, I was really stoked for some sun. <laughs> and all we got was <laughs> rain and lightning and thunderstorms. Yeah, in fact, so, we went out to a restaurant oh. where the cash cash machine was down. We had to actually pay cash. Or I should say you you had to pay cash. <laughs> Thanks so much for that meal. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You had my back the next day. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah so so Kevin, Marcio, and, and Jacob, if you could get on that and change the weather for next year, that would be Awesome. When you're when you're yeah. reviewing the conference, yeah, please right. that. <laughs> um, no, but it was it was really fantastic, um, and I'm it was add... so great that it needs to be mentioned. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I absolutely agree with that, and I just want to say one more thing, which is that I barely talked with the people who ran the conference, which is ridiculous, uh, but even more of a testament to how amazing the volunteers were, like how, how they made the structure of everything to function with that. I barely talked to them, but everybody else running the show was so helpful, knowledgeable, like just able to take care of me and everything. Even when I was showing up late that first day and it, it just, it, I was so impressed by that. Just want to put that out there. Um, hopefully us talking about it this much gives it its, its weight that it really was awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, so Please. it's really nice to walk into this really warm, welcoming building where everything, it was very easy to find your way around. Everybody, everything was marked. It was very intuitive. And then to sit down and, and open with Steven was fantastic. Cool. And then little Lee, little Lee Perry, she's so adorable <laughs> and so sweet. And um, yeah, just... And Glenn was there too. He Glenn was speaking. there. Glenn was That's there. Right. It was he, good to see him too. He, uh, he definitely got in on the action later. He was in a lot of the Q&As, but um, mm. yeah, such sweet, encouraging little talk from Lee. Um, it was really nice to see them. And once again, there wasn't a huge amount of people there. It wasn't as big as the float conference. So, you know, you're able to get there and actually talk to them a little bit and hear them and have some conversation with them, which oh, was really cool. nice. So what, what about... Mm. Um... What about what you learn? Is there any like good information you can share with us that you you learned? Or a lot of this really was, uh, and I, I think I'm sure this is how he he meant it as well. Kevin and and the guys meant it as well. It was really just about sharing sharing their stories, sharing uh, sharing their their life stories, sharing their the desires of their heart, what they wanted and, for the float industry. It and was, I think celebrating the, the float itself too. Yeah. Uh, the float experience. Um, Which like I, I, <laughs> I, I was there for Richard Bonk and he was talking a lot about the actual float experience itself and um, you know, being, being conscious and present in your dreams uh, with, through the, through the use of floating. I mean, actually I'd like to put up a link on, on the show notes to, to him because he is looking for people to, to sign up, to participate in his group. Um, I, for some reason I'm spacing on what it's called, but when you're just, uh, conscious and, uh, aware lucid, of your dreams. It's a lucid, lucid. dreaming. Thank he you so wants much. to get some people to just do a, and it's only a single float, but he's trying to collect some information right. to try to get a study started. So it would be really great uh, if you can help Richard out if you have access to a float tank and you'd like to take uh, part in that. I know he would appreciate that. And I, I know he's, I believe he spoke at the float conference before. It's been years and it was great to hear from him again that I was there for that one. And uh, he, I think he said 90% of his dreams are lucid dreams at this point, mm -hmm. which is unheard of for anybody practicing lucid dreaming. So uh, yeah. I'm, 
I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of that. And I hope he gets a lot of signups for that as well. Um, sure. And you do need to have a float tank near you so that you can wake up early, jump into a float tank and hit that, hit that state in the float tank. Yes. yes, yes. Um, so yeah, Lance, as far as like takeaways go, a lot of it was um, kind of almost like the excitement that you get from joining the crowd and like just sharing excitement from uh, talking to other float entrepreneurs, it was kind of like that, like the excitement of what we're doing, the purpose behind what we're doing, and just the excitement of hearing somebody right on stage. Gloria, again, I'll, I'll mention her again. I, I got to see her speech. Um, hers was probably the most kind of business-centric uh, one, and, and she had a nice really open QA afterwards as well where people really started unloading business questions. And on that one, Amy, did you have a strong takeaway from Gloria's? Um, I know I, I remember walking away enjoying it. Maybe you can refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. Sure. So uh, Gloria, what she was talking about is that she, by the way, let's talk about who Gloria is. Right, she thanks. owns Float60 <laughs> there in Chicago, and she has mm -hmm. one, and she's, she's one float center currently, and she's getting ready to open two more. And she was almost crowdsourcing the uh, the question of, hey, you know, at Float60, what we do is almost transactional with the floaters. How do we, um, what are some tips and tricks? What are some things that we can do to make this more of an experience for them is what I got. And it was really nice. That's when really Glenn and Lee Perry stepped in and talked about, once again, um, not programming. They went through their intake. They went through um, some things that we can say, for example, I think one of the big takeaways that if you haven't been to the float conference, I think this has mentioned, been mentioned there before, but when they come out, you know, don't bring them back into this, uh, into this world, let them stay in that state mm -hmm. that they're in, just mm -hmm. offer some tea, allow them to, to, uh, come to very gently. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot of discussion around how to create an experience rather than, just make it transactional. They come out, they pay, they leave, or they come out, maybe they grab a quick drink, some water or something, and then leave. Um, and so the great thing about Gloria, she has a talent for getting people involved. Obviously, people were extraordinarily, there's a lot of Gloria fans there. People were really <laughs> extraordinarily enthusiastic around her talk, which is very cool to see. So, um, And I understand, I was told later that I believe the people that she went through her um, Float apprenticeship at Float On um, were there as well, and they kept in oh, touch. That's I right. think that's yep. the story. I'll, I'll have to double check with Gloria, but there were some people that were obviously very, um, very much on Team Gloria, and it was very fun to see that interaction with the audience. She really knows how to talk and get an audience um, involved. Yeah, which absolutely. Is very cool. That's a really good point. Yeah, uh -huh. she she was definitely a, a fun speaker. Oh, by the way, so speaking of Float On, Graham and Ashcon gave a presentation, mm -hmm. and I missed that as well, which is always disappointing because they're always fun on stage. Uh, yes. Can you tell me about they, that? What was their topic? Yeah, so they talked about um, biases in receiving information. Um, mm. So they gave some example of some uh, psychological biases that many of us have automatically. Um, and then we talked about things, they talked to we, they talked about things like how does this bad information get passed around or, or what biases do we have that allows us to continue to pass on information or information that per perhaps isn't true? And they talked a lot about how, I think one of the things they brought up was um, they saw on someone's website uh, that they shouldn't, that women should not be floating their first trimester of pregnancy. And when they asked why, they had put that up there. They said, oh, well, we saw it on somebody else's website. Oh, wow. And then on somebody else's website, they had seen it on somebody else's website. And suddenly <laughs> we have this circle of, well, is there really, 
what's, what's the real reason? Nobody really understood the reason or right. if that was true or not. They just put it because they saw it somewhere else. And so there is a... Um, there's a, an issue. We don't want to keep passing around um, wrong or bad information. And, and that led into a, a discussion about how we need to be careful. And this, by the way, came up multiple times this weekend. And that is how we have to be careful what we say to people and what we promise voting can do. Um, I know in our last podcast with, um, oh boy, Tom Pine. Tom Pine. Thank you very yeah, much. He he's brought always, this up as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's always bringing this up. And, and Tom is, is always very careful about this, um, about what he says. He's like, you know, look, we don't have a lot of information. We mm-hmm. can't say a whole lot with certainty. And we even what's true with careful. these studies, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, what's these true? What's true for these studies doesn't mean it's true for everybody. It doesn't mean right. you can just make a gross claim for everybody. Right. That was They're one big specific. takeaway I took. Yeah, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. So they they had a great little talk um, uh, discussing those biases and and ways that we should perhaps look a little closer at the claims that we make and the way that we talk to people. Awesome. Um, because That's there's great. so much that we don't know. So one, one thing, uh, actually, it's not about the conference, just about that topic in particular since, since it was brought up. Uh, my understanding of talking with Sandra, who's a nurse, is that that is, um, as far as women floating in their first trimester, is less to do with literal safety, mm-hmm. but more liability because Correct. there's just less... There's, there's just a, a higher probability in that first trimester of losing the baby. And so if it happens in a float tank, you don't want any chance of those two things being correlated, basically. I, and maybe I'm making a, a kind of a, a bit of a, a wide, gross statement no. on that, but I think that... It's the same thing in massage therapy. That's exactly why we right. don't do massage first trimester massage therapy. There is nothing dangerous about it, but because there, that's the highest chance liability, of miscarriage, baby. it's all about liability, which is sad. Right. I know... Um, other people that have floated in their first trimester that I know of have um, been very nauseous. Um, the morning oh. sickness is a big thing in the oh, first trimester right. too. Totally. So that's a that's a huge thing. If you have somebody coming in um, their first you know trimester trying to do their float and they get in there and they're completely nauseous, they may not come back through the rest of their pregnancy um, versus maybe if they wait for a better time. But again, I've never been pregnant and I, I, I don't know how this all works. So <laughs> <laughs> someday Lance. Um, yeah, that, that is, that's a really good point. The first trimester was, uh, very interesting, much more interesting than I anticipated. <laughs> so yeah, jumping into a float tank, she, Sandra didn't do in, until second trimester just because, just, yeah, just because she wasn't leaving the house much, let alone it, the bed or the bathroom. Exactly. And that's something we, <laughs> in the past, we were working out um, a pregnancy membership where um, mm-hmm. you could purchase this membership while you're pregnant and you get X amount of floats per pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And then we started factoring down like how many weeks on average people are going to ah. be floating. And you narrow it down to, I forget what it was, but it wasn't very many weeks sure. where you'd get <laughs> solid <laughs> floats in. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't really moved forward with that membership yet, but I Got think it. it would be a very good membership to uh, pursue. We're, we're working on that. I think we've I think we've kind of cracked that one, but I'll, I'll save that for another episode once we've finalized it. And real but. quick, a lot of that has to do with communication. Some women have that issue, and some women don't. So we just right. have a lot of yeah. we just have communication with them ahead of time, and and uh, try to help them make the best decision for themselves. So. Cool. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. There was Bonk, there was Gloria. Were there any other speakers on Saturday that there, I'm forgetting? Yeah, there was a small, very small, about 15-minute, it ended up 15, 20-minute presentation by the 
by some uh, Epsom salt co- company by PQ, oh. I believe. Missed that. Okay. And it was on mm. the healing power of Epsom salt, and uh, he didn't. He mostly answered a lot of questions. Difference between USP mm. and oh, good, yeah, uh, agricultural grade, and uh, he was going to. T- he was going to talk a little bit more about, I think, about the, uh, the healing aspect, but it really turned into just trying to get some information, clear up some misconceptions, because here's something yeah. that was very interesting about this. What I found and what kind of surprised me is how many people were there who were considering starting Float Center and um, really looking to, or that were in on that early stage of it. So... Mm-hmm that was an opportunity for them to ask some questions that they didn't uh, know, to cool. grab some information that they really didn't understand, didn't know. So I, I, I don't know if he intended for that session to, to go the way that it did, but it was <laughs> it was great and beneficial and really Good. helped people who were, and there was quite a few, who were very in the very early stages of their float tank centers or uh, still in planning stages. Awesome. That So... Maybe I'll get to that at the end here. So maybe we should. So that was Saturday. That were was were Saturday. there any other speakers that I missed? My goodness. Mm, uh, Kevin Johnson. <laughs> oh, that's right. Kevin Jeez. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And and what was Kevin? What was Kevin's topic? He was talking about uh, setting intentions for the float, and he actually hmm. gave us this um, acronym of um, if real, I F R E A L. And it is a series of things that we can do to basically connect a little bit more in our float experience. So he talked about setting intention and then focusing, releasing, letting go of everything that wasn't in that moment experience by being fully, fully present. Give permission to, um, to, your, to your higher self to ask for some input and learn or trying to find the teaching in the experience of the information that your higher self had given you during that time. Uh, so I walked with that. I actually have some a few notes from him. Um, cool. But so, he really did so share this, about the float experience and that connection. Yeah, this was more... Okay, yeah, more more the float experience, mm-hmm. less like running a business style yes, yes, information. Yes. It cool. was about Got the float it. experience for sure, yeah. And, and Kevin puts on this float conference, and it seems like that was his... Kind of his aim, I think, of yeah. of a lot of that the celebration of the float right. itself, and but uh, still gathering people together who who host the float, I think, is seem to be seem to be the aim. And uh, he he was on our show. All all three of the gents uh, who uh, hosted Rise put yeah. on Rise. Um, we're talking about how like this is kind of our test bed to see what. Wow, pardon this terrible pun, but see what floats and see what people want. And so I'll, I'll be curious what they what they learn from this. Um, if if you wanted to see something different next year, Amy, would there be something that you would like to see different? Um, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for myself. It was nice to see it was nice to hear speakers that I, I knew and oh, and right. that sort of thing. But there were so many people there who I think had the idea that it was going to be a lot more like information on starting a float or running a float center Mm -hmm. when the reality of it is like you said it was a lot about um about the the heart of floating or the art Mm -hmm. of floating and 
it's about sharing, you know, the float experience, connecting through that float experience, what we learned, that sort of thing. So it wasn't heavy on this. Is, these are some tips and tricks if you want to run a float center. Here's some marketing ideas. Here's some, you know, we didn't talk about sanitation. We didn't talk about those things. Right, it was a lot right. more about the experience of floating and not just our client's experience of floating, but our experience of floating. Right. And, and so next year, um, I think people came maybe not understanding that. So oh, there might okay. have been a, some communication. So next year, um, yeah, maybe I, I'll be, needs to be, I'll be curious to see where yeah. they take it. And I don't know if that's the feedback from everybody or not. I know personally, like I, I know a lot of the speakers. And so I just, sometimes I feel like my perspective is a little askew <laughs> on like, I, I've I've heard them talk before, or we're friends, and or you know we, we talk frequently, and um, so yeah, I'm I'm also curious of just somebody who's just starting a float center, you know how what 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 that's like for them, and uh, hopefully they still got, you know the the inspiration. I think I have a feeling. That, I mean, I came back from Rise, and I am fired up personally. Yeah. And that was my biggest like reflection on it was, was this a success? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I've got fire under my ass, which is what I experienced from the float conference, except at the float conference, of course, this is obviously not true for anybody else mostly, but it's in Portland, which means we're hosting a lot of people. There are lots of conversations about our float center and all that stuff. And, and, um, it's exhausting mm -hmm. while it's super inspiring and it's freaking exhausting with this one. I just got to go in, meet people, get inspired and come home with energy. And I'm, I'm loving that part of it. And for um, me, yeah, please. for me, it was, it was good. Um, what was really nice. I feel invigorated. I feel connected again. And I yeah, think, yes. you know, we talked a lot, uh, not only uh, did we, you and I talked about this in our talk a little bit, but also as I was just uh, discussing with our peers is that, you know, we have a tendency, we get so caught up. We're very isolated in our business. And normally it's like once a year, it's like, okay, I got to wait for next August to kind of come together and get that interaction and feel that connection. And it was really nice in the middle of that space. I had this time to go and connect and have some really wonderful deep conversations that wasn't necessarily about the day to day about running my float center. Mm -hmm. It was about how do, how am I caring for myself and my heart for the experience? How am I, you know, uh, what are my intentions? Am I carrying out my intentions? Or are they getting just, you know, put aside? And mm -hmm. so from that standpoint, for me, it was super helpful and right. Yeah, I, I came home feeling refreshed, feeling connected, feeling mm -hmm. closer to people that, you know, I'd, I've gotten to know over the years. Because, you know, Dylan, you and I have been there since the first, uh, and Lance, you're really close behind since the first float conference. And, you know, Important, I've been in it a yeah. long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. it's just nice to to have those friendships and those relationships. And that's important to nurture. And sometimes this is the only way I get to do that. Right. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And and I would say my my takeaway as far as like improvement would, would probably be on that same page of if there's anything I'd like to see improved, it would be just a little bit more of the the, the nitty gritty, which I think is, is a difficult mark to hit when we 
the the float industry while still is new isn't as new as it was years ago so like what information to put out there for somebody are they just starting their float center have they been open for some amount of time you know what where are they on that spectrum can can maybe cause some some difficulty for for booking um speakers but um i i, I always is, love walking is, away with more knowledge yeah lance i was gonna say it is called the you know the rise float gathering yeah right. exactly you know it's right. not titled a conference where mm-hmm. yes you know conference is like education so uh-huh. you know that's they 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 may have been going for something different and it does seem like they did their own little unique thing and it sounded yes. like it was wonderful and i'm sure yeah you know yeah. as the years go on they're going to morph into um you know uh, well i think that's the I, big question so amy sorry go ahead oh no like i was gonna say that's i mean because they called it that because it was that yeah. and because i knew that there were people there that weren't even involved in the float industry that were actually some of their just more prolific or raving fans from their float center. Um, I was surprised to see so many new people and so many, mm. so many people who were in that pre stage. Cause there, I don't know other than seeing how lovely the community was. I don't know what was there or what attracted them. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Mm. It surprised me. They did say it was a gathering and that's what it felt like. And it was mm-hmm. fantastic for someone at my stage in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just interesting. I don't know if it's bad or good or anything, but um, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I agree. Like just to build off what both of you guys have said, it, it's really where they take it next year for me is like, do they really go with, this is a gathering and just a community for people to share the, uh, sorry, but art of the float, like the, the float experience and the excitement around the float itself. Um, or do they go more the business route of people want information and to share information on how to actually run their business. And, and that'll be totally up to them and I'm game either way. It'll just be, um, you know, which, which way should I be expecting it to go? You yeah. know, will will just be the, the whole game for me is what managing the expectations for what it's going to be. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited for next year. I I hope I'm able to fly out again next year and, and do this again. Um, I had a great time there, uh, although um, I feel like we're wrapping it up. But really, there was Sunday too, which uh, I wouldn't mind not not going into. But uh, <laughs> we also gave a speech too, which we're actually yeah. I think I mean maybe you could could back me up on this or not. But I'm I'm really proud of our speech. I thought it was a lot of fun and. Um, I kind of felt like we we did a little bit of meat and potatoes, but we also had some of the um, gravy. So that float inspiration as well. Gravy. What was that, Lance? I said gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little gravy to potatoes. go with it. I like it. A little it. meat and gravy slathered all over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think we had fun and just talking about the spirit of um, what the purpose of the float and mm-hmm. how that maybe changes a little bit when you become the business owner, staying in touch with your business and community, whether mm-hmm. it's within your business or the float community itself, but really making sure that you, you use your community effectively and, and participate with it to, to better yourself and others around you. Because yeah. we, we, we are a particular group of people, you know, we, the float industry doesn't attract everybody into it. And, um, with, with money being a, a bigger, um, potential for, for people, I think maybe it, it has the potential to attract more people who, who just want to make money. But the vast majority of people are doing this because they get something out of the float and want to share that with others. Um, that's, that's their inspiration. So, um, yeah, that's what we talked about. I had, I certainly had fun. I thought you were having fun up there too. Were you having fun up there or were you? Were you nervous the whole time? You know, what? I'm always nervous. These things, I always get crazy <laughs> about it, and I really need to figure out how to dial that down. Um, <laughs> I've got issues. But um, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, it's funny. Once I got up there, and 
looked out over it. Seriously, it was probably one of the most beautiful audiences. It just yeah. made me happy. I took a moment, took a deep breath, and just looked at everybody. It's like, oh, wow, these are just these are just our friends. These mm-hmm. are people who get it. These are people who are in it with us. And what we talked about, like you said, it was all about things that we all struggle with and hopefully given a little bit of encouragement and reminder, gentle uh, reminders. Um, how about this? How about following up singing bowls? Uh, we, we started the yeah. day with uh, kind of entering back into the, the final day with singing bowls, yeah. which is extremely soothing and calming and <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, seriously. And then to, to, to be the first person to talk, that was actually a really difficult follow-up. Like, there, there are some presenters, I'm sure, who would be very difficult to follow up, but uh, following up singing bowls was, mm. I didn't know how to raise my voice after that. <laughs> no. like, I was I was talking like this into the microphone. I know. I was so calm. Everybody was so calm. I, I thought that was uh, hilarious. Afterwards, during, I was like, I was really caught up in it of like... <laughs> Just this super calm energy, which mission accomplished. <laughs> and it was really hard to even move your mouth to create words. I mean, Kevin was having a tough time introducing us. It was just like, oh man, I gotta find some <laughs> I gotta pull some energy into this. Cause yeah. it was it was. And we were, we were talking kind of quiet and we really were. I, I'm curious crazy. if this video because I would love to see like the audio levels at the beginning, just like ba- barely moving. And then by the end, we were singing and dancing and doing a musical number. So it all worked out by the end. But, uh, you did do some dancing too. It was quite, it was quite fabulous. There was a little dancing. There was a little dancing. Uh, Dylan danced. It's awesome. I did. I did. Hey, that's, that's why you show up to these, to these conferences. Um, let's see here. And then after that, uh, I think I was just blacked out after that because I was on stage. So <laughs> you were just oh, like oh, breathing no. the ambassador panel, which was yes. very interesting. Yes. Yes. First of all, let me say, Kevin, if you're listening, um, that was brilliant. This is what he did. He brought in some of his clients and allowed us to ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Um, about the client experience. And then, and then. <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> and then things kind of went a place that I don't think anybody expected it to. Uh, so one of the things that the, one of his clients brought up when she was asked what, what we, I forget the exact question, but what she thought would be nice for us to have in the float industry. She said, oh, it'd be really nice if floating was, ex- was accepted by insurance. That opened Pandora's box. Um, and the next 10 minutes, I, uh, Kevin was trying to reel it in. There was, you know, obviously this is an indication that um, getting insurance is a hot topic and something that really you have very strong feelings about either side. And there were very strong feelings expressed on both sides of the issue. Um, yeah. So that's something uh, something to think about, something to keep in mind. Um there's some strong opinions about that. Uh, and as far as the, the the gathering goes, I should stop calling it a conference. As, as Lance pointed out, it's it's a float gathering. Um, I, I felt like that was those sparks were right underneath the surface. You know, like it didn't take yeah. a whole lot of prompting. Mm-mm. And I think there are a lot of topics that people want to discuss. And um, while while it was very heated, I also feel like it was it was good. It was there good. was good back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, I would love to see more opportunities for for those like you know all three of us can share our opinions and that's great and we can have guests on the show and that's great but to just have a hundred people in the room and and uh, that kind of crowdsourcing of information just like boom 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 um, that was really valuable to me and I I would love to see more of that going on 
You know, I, I think it's also an indication that our industry is changing big time. Mm. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. at a pretty interesting point. Yeah. Uh, we have seen a lot of growth. I mean, a lot of growth in the last year. And it'll be interesting to see how this changes the industry because it is changing for the for better or for worse. Things are changing. Uh, the people that are coming into the industry are very different. Once again, that's not bad. That's not good. That's not a judgment comment. That's just that's just to what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, this was this is a hot topic. But mm-hmm. um, so I expect to see a lot more discussion on that over the next year. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and although it might have been a little overshadowed by the discussion, their their flow ambassadors were actually really terrific as well. Represented awesome. themselves really well. They were actually really fascinating. The the woman uh, who is a rock climber mm-hmm. and uh, has this uh, I don't know if it's a bone disease, but a bone condition. Uh, where they the elasticity is extremely yeah, high collagen. throughout. Yeah, yes. it's a collagen uh, issue. It's Ehlers Dan, uh, EDS is usually what how they refer to it. And by the way, this is EDS Awareness Month, so uh, oh, wow. that's a great way to reach out to the community. Uh, we have several people with EDS floating with us, and mm-hmm. if you don't know what it is, look it up. It is a really really tough disease to live with, with a lot of pain and floating. Um, seems to give some relief. So sure just a little marketing tip. Yeah, and it sure did for this woman. Wow. For sure. Is there anything else, Lance? Did you have any other questions or anything before we, we wrap up Rise? Oh, review it sound great. I wish I, um, hopefully next year I can make it out. Yeah. That'd be fun. Been there. That certainly would be fun. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Amy, it was such a pleasure to hang out with you and your business yeah, partner, Mark. Um, it, it's funny. We, we get together every week. Uh, and, and actually, it was kind of funny. It was almost awkward when I first saw you. It was like, hey, I know everything going on in your life. I don't know what to do from this point. Yeah. But, but as, we, as we got comfortable, it was, I really did notice like how nice it was just to be sharing space with you guys, grabbing a meal and all that stuff was so so needed honestly it yeah. was really fulfilling for me so thank you yeah. for your guys's time that was great i loved and, it thank uh, you thank yeah you for um that. i didn't spend enough time with the float geek uh i i really like him and i barely got to say the hello, hello to him but i guess in the end that's kind of the, the way things go at uh at these gatherings is you, you just don't get to spend as much time as you want with everybody so a good reminder that i i like him and and uh should stay in contact with him and um yeah Cool. Well then, guys, until next week, remember that there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there, and we'll see you next week. 